Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. And today, as we transition from 2021 into 2022, I truly believe that God has a word not only for you, but for your family, for your business, for the dreams that you have, for your marriages. We pray that God's hand is in those aspects of your life as well. And as we pray for this year to give, we, sh- we pray that God will give you hope and love and peace in this time as well. But as we transition from an old to a new, we always have this anticipation of the new. Going into a new year, the excitement of of what is to come, what can be, the new goals, the new resolutions, the new things, new is in the air. I remember when you first get you know the new the the new thing the the new car the 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 kid for the first time marriage for it's all new it's an excitement of what is to come and as we transition from 21 to 22 uh, the, the anticipation is in the air of new. This is where we all do our New Year's resolutions. Some of them are going to be that fitness goal. I'm going year three of my fitness goal. Okay. I'm working on it, okay? Some are going to be financial goals, family goals. Some of you are college students and you're looking for that ring by spring. Ha ha. But the reality is goals and newness, the excitement of brand new is in the air. But do you understand that just because there's an act of a calendar year goes from the 31st to the 1st and, and the year changes, you know that just because the year changes doesn't mean that you change. You have to change with the year. And these re- that's why resolutions don't, don't act like truly live out in our lives at times because the, the thought of new is attractive, but the work to take it to there is unattractive. See, the newness, we all can spe- uh, like speak out, I want this, I want that. But the reality is, do you really want it? Because there takes work to get there. So new is in the air, the anticipation of new. But today I want to tell you that there is a new you, there is a newness that God has on the other side of a decision that you have to make. Because the reality is you can't expect new things living in old mindsets. You can't expect new things living in old ways. And that's what happens to us at times. And some, some, some of us are like, I want it new, but we don't have to, we don't do anything new. See, there's a meme that's been going around for the past couple weeks about 2022 and how it looks. Can you get up there? It says, the moment you realize 2022 is pronounced 2022. The, The moment you realize 2022 is pronounced 2022. So the message I have for you today is this, 2022. It's very profound because the reality is whenever you say the, the, the numbers 2020, there's a fear of what happened. 
There's a there's this 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 eerie feeling of like, oh man, it, it it's it was a tough year for a lot of us. And I can say 2020 and 2022 is together. That's one year, okay? We can all say that because they all just merged together. So 2020 and 2022, when you say those things, it brings this chill to your spine because you know I don't want to go back there. I want something different. I want something to, so some of us, we dealt with the same anger issues. We dealt with the same sin issues. We dealt with the same unforgiveness, the doubt. I can name them down and down, but the reality is we can, uh, the, what we're dealing with, it, we can't expect dealing with that on a constant basis and expecting new blessings and expecting new mindsets and expecting new freedoms. And we need to know that living in, to have this newness, what God has given us, we can't leave, to have newness in our life, we can't be high and holding onto old. You see, you see what I said there? It's hiding and holding onto old. Doing something over and over and expecting different results is what? Insanity. I have a simple message for you today is this. Leave the old behind and be intentional in the new. Leave the old behind and be intentional to what are some things that in 2022, you want to do new. Some of you say even practical things. Some of you say, "I want to read more. I want to. I want to be. I want to be a. a, a I want to read more." So the thing, the question I ask is, "How are you setting time to do that?" Some of you say, "I want my marriage to be healthier." Are you? Are Are you now planning date nights and counseling? See, uh, I, I want to. I want to lose the weight. Have you thrown away the Oreos? I haven't. Because it starts on Monday. Everybody knows that it starts on Monday. I want to get closer to God, but do you have a reading plan? Do you make church a priority? See, what I'm talking about is we all want the new, but are we expecting to put the work to get the new? Because one thing I know is new starts in the mind. If you don't have a conviction to change, you always fall to the small temptations in your life. See, small temptations become big in our life when we don't live in conviction. Let me say that again. Small temptations become huge when we don't live in conviction. There's a thing going in our society and our culture now that I, I bring my own truth. It's, it's what I say. It's how I feel. And what that does is diminishes the greatest tool that God has given us, and that is conviction. Conviction makes me grounded in life. Conviction makes me check myself constantly. So the reality is, is we want this mindset of I get to do what I get to do and still try to experience the blessing that God has for me. And the reality is that's a lie you're telling yourself. Because, yes, God is gracious. Yes, God is merciful. Yes, God is full of love, and that never changes. But the reality is we have to get to a point where it says, I'm not going to just sin just to mark a tally on my Christian life. No, I'm not going to sin is because I'm breaking God's heart. There's a difference. If you truly love Jesus and what the sacrifice he's done in your life, you can understand there has to be some kind of conviction. Be like, hey, this decision I'm making, is it aligned with what I want in my life? Living outside of conviction is living a dangerous life. Is living a dangerous 
life. Conviction keeps us grounded. It keeps us having a fear of God. It keeps us having a healthy fear of God. And all of who he is being checked keeps my mind and my decisions aligned with God and what he has for me in the newness that he has for my life. Here in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, if you have your Bibles, you can, you can go there. If you have your you know, Bible on your phone, why don't you mark it, read it later, because I'm kind of going to go um, paraphrase it down. We see the Israelites going into the desert. I mean, we, they've, been, you know, they've been going through the desert. At this point, they reached a milestone, which was called the Walls of Jericho. We all know the story. If you've been in church about, you know, three days, you know about the Walls of Jericho, okay? They, they get to this milestone this new experience that God has given them, right? It's, it's an unorthodox uh, experience because God said it, it, by this point they were like battling and, 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 and going through battles and battles and different things. But now God tells them, hey, there's this city I want to give you. There's this city that you need to operate in. There's this newness that I'm going to give you. I'm going to grant you. But what you have to do is you have to be obedient to the crazy thing I'm about to tell you. Why don't you walk around these walls seven days, and at the, at the seventh day, I'm, you're going to blow some trumpets, and the walls are going to come down. If you were the Israelite people, what would you do? God has lost it. We need to, we need to have a conversation. Because me walking and shouting and trumpets blowing usually doesn't bring down walls. But the reality is their obedience got them the miracle. Their obedience got them the miracle. So at this point, the walls of Jericho have come down. They won this huge victory. And now God says, I want you to go into the city and I want you to burn everything that is not of me and take all the gold, the treasures, the robes, the rubies, everything, and put them into the Israelites' treasury. I want you to, for, for, the, for, the, for the prosperity that I have for you in the, in the days to come, I want you to do this. And, and, and everything else, I want you to go and just burn it to the ground. This is crazy. But what was God showing the Israelite people? I really believe that God was showing them, hey, whatever season I'm taking you into, whatever you have now is not going to work. I know I gave you the miracle. I know the walls came down. But where I'm going to take you, everything else has to be gone. And God is telling you today is I have something for you in 2020. But everything that you have that is, as of right now, that is not of me, I need you to burn it because you can't bring it into the newness that I have for you. You can't bring it into the new season that I have for you. Yes, I know they seem appealing. Yes, I know that it's flashy. I know that it's satisfying for a moment. But what I have for you in the newness of, of me, it's so much greater. Will you burn it? Will you let it go? Will you take your hands off it? Will you stop hiding it? God is telling you today, challenging you today, hey, I brought the walls in your life down, and now you have this fresh start. Are you going to hold on to anything that I tell you to surrender? See, this was a crazy thing that God was telling them to do. Burn everything down. I don't want it to take into the next season that I have for you because what it's now, this victory I have for you is just a victory. It's not the purpose. See, sometimes God gives us these huge victories and he wants to show his power in your life, but it's truly not the end game. 
And we are, we're living sometimes on just little miracles when God has a bigger plan for us. See, the Israelites could just stay in Jericho and be like, hey, this is a weird thing that just happened. I'm going to stay here. But God has so much more for you. God has so much more in the, in the future to come, in this year to come. Yeah, 2020 might have been a little successful for some people, but God has so much more for you. Some of you, God, God saying, hey, the, 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 the thing that I, that I told you to leave, you got to leave because what I have for you is so much better. You have to let it go. But we see one guy here. His name was Aiken had a little bit of sticky fingers in the process. Let's go to Joshua chapter 7, verse 1. It says, but the Israelites were unfaithful in the regard of devoting things. Achan, son of Kamar, and son of Zimar, and son of Zara, um, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the God was angry and burned against Israel. See, we have to know this, is God sent these people in, told them what to do. Obedience is key. We know this. Obedience gets you to miracle. And now while, God, while they're being obedient, there was one person that said, hey, that gold is a little nice. That robe is a little flashy. Be careful the decisions you make when you're vulnerable and you're alone. Because no one was around. No one was looking. It's just a little sin. It's just a little lie. Achan could have got away with it. But God doesn't look at the things that we present. God really looks at our character. And if God said, burn it all, let it go, and we continue to hold, there might be some consequences to that. See, the question I have for you is this. Why do we choose to hold on to things that God tells us to let go? Aiken, you had one job. You know those people like, hey, bro, you had one job. You had one job. I remember talking to our kids all, all the time. Elijah realized real quick that if he wants to play Roblox, and he wants to play on his switch, he has to clean his room. It took him hold on, eight years of his life to figure this out, okay? Usually he fights us. Hey, no, I don't want to clean the room. Okay, then you're not going to play your games. You're not going to play with your friends. It's discipline we're trying to give him. But yesterday, my man cleaned the whole house. I mean, he, he would come to, he'd go to my mom's room and be like, I clean mama's room. My mom's not even here. Okay, he goes to I clean this room because what he wanted was greater than what he didn't want to do was clean. See, what are we what are we willing to let go to have more of God? Is it is it a friendship? Is it a relationship? Is is it is this, what's holding you back? Because some of us been holding on to this one thing that nobody knows. Th this thing that. That, that's really eating us from the inside. And God tell, has told you to let it go. But sometimes we just kind of go back or hold on. Why? Why do we do this? Because I'm here to tell you today, what God tells you to surrender and unveil 
it's going to help you not overlive and live over the nightmare over and over again. Let's see what happened in Aiken's life in this, in this moment as we move forward in 2022. Number one, holding on affects your victories to come. Holding on affects your victories to come. Let's go to verse two. It says, now Joshua sent the men to Jericho and Ai, which is the uh, Beth Avento in the, in the east of Bethel. And told, go up and spy out in the region. So the men went up and spied in Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they said this. Not all the armies will have to go against Ai. Send two or three thousand men and take it. And do not weary the, the whole army, for only a few live there. So let me just give you a perspective. So they just come off this huge victory of Jericho. They used all the armies. Walls come down. Now... God, they're going to another battle in this city called Ai. And Ai is a small town, and they didn't need all the armies. So the spies sent out and said, hey, listen, we're, the, we're, the, we're, the, we're God's people. We're the Israelite army. We just took care of Jericho, a massive town. This Ai thing, just get two, 3,000 guys. We'll go in there, bang, bang, chicka, chicka, bang, bang, bang. We're done. We're just done. Don't, don't, don't stress everybody out. Let's just go. Verse 2. So about 3,000 men went, but they were routed by the men of Ai, who killed about 36 of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. At this, the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. They came from this huge battle of Jericho, and now they fight little bitty AI, but the reality is they had all the resources, they had everything at their disposal to win, and they still lost. Why? Why? See, maybe you are capable of winning in your life in that area. Maybe you're capable of being victorious in that area, but what you're holding and not willing to reveal is holding you back from the victory at hand. It was a small thing that became a huge thing in their life. People died. It's because one person was holding on to what God said to surrender. Literally, they could have just went into AI and, the battle's done because they had all the capability. It, you, it's not that you don't lack resources. It's not that you don't that you lack well the the ability to do it. It's probably not that. It's probably that you don't that you lack faith to do it. See, God has given us the resources to do what He tells us to do. The question is, are you doing it, and are you are you, are you not holding to the things that are holding you back? What did they have to do? It was an easy victory, tough defeat. They held on to old things. So new victories and old mindsets do not work. New victories repeated in repeated sin does not work. New victories in unforgiveness does not work. New victories holding unhealthy secrets do not work. There is a victory in your 22, but you need to stop holding the one thing that is God tells you to surrender. It's time to let it go this year. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14 says it like this. And as obedient children, 
do not conform to the passions of the former, what? Ignorance. There was a time where we probably didn't know. And God has freed us from that. But it's ignorant to go back. It's time to be free. Victory is won in obedience. What's another thing? Number two. Holding on builds guilt and it builds shame. This is where it's tough sometimes. Because there can be this sin issue that we're dealing with. And nobody knows. And we put a front on in the front. Everybody thinks you're good. But on the inside, guilt and shame just sits there. And in a way, eats us up on the inside. If they only knew. If, if they knew what I'm dealing with. If they knew what I said. If they knew what I did. If they knew, if they knew, would they love me? Would they care about me? Would they still respect me? If they knew. Imagine the guilt and the shame Aiken did. Imagine this. It said here that Aiken said to, they, they finally figured out who stole all they said. And in, 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 in verse 20 says, Aiken replied, it is true. I have sinned against God and Israel. This is what I have done. And he names out all the things he stole. He said, I, I, I did it. In this confession, he releases the guilt and the shame. But think about this. Imagine watching people you love die because of your sin. Imagine the guilt and the shame that he felt seeing the people go out to battle and die in a victory they should have won, and you're still sitting home with your gold and your silver, hiding it because you did it. Ouch. But that's where guilt and shame comes in our life. Have you ever lived with guilt and shame? It just sucks the air out of you. It sucks the passion out of you. It, it, it just it, it diminishes everything. If they knew what I did, how, uh, if they knew I was fake, if they knew I was a liar, would they even love me? Shame and guilt will make us question things that we should be secure in. Guilt and shame even starts making us question our relationship with God, which is the one thing we should be secure in. It, it's, it's, it's an infection. It's, it's a cancer that kills us from the inside out. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 says this, for godly, for, for godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whoever worldly grief produces what? Death. How do you release shame and guilt in your life? How, how do you release that? Number one, it's two things that you have to do to release guilt and shame. You have to expose it and set boundaries. This is too real for everybody. I'm 2022, I'm supposed to begin. The blessings of God is coming for you in 2022. They are, but we have to do something about it. There's some shame and guilt that we've been dealing with forever in our life. And the way that you get over it is exposing it and setting boundaries. Because Aiken said, hey, I did it. No more hiding. I, I, he, he listed everything that he did. I stole the gold. I stole it. I did it all. I, I feel the shame. I feel the guilt. But as he releases the confession of his mouth, the peace of God comes on you because when you release it, 
is not holding anymore, is not hiding anymore. It's out in the air. And yes, it stinks to be faced with your issue, but you're going to be healthier on the other side of it. Expose it. And then set boundaries around it. So if you deal with sexual sin, uh, guess what? Expose it and then, like, don't leave the laptop in your room by yourself. Boundaries. College students or anybody that's single, if you're dealing with this this sinful thing, uh, don't go alone with somebody in a room. It's like logic, but it's so hard because our flesh is screaming We have to know that we're exposing the enemy, but we're also setting boundaries for our life. In 1 John 1, verse 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive you of those sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The lie of the enemy is saying, hey, God would not forgive you. But the truth is, you just read it. He will forgive you if you what? Confess. Confess. Yeah, he hears, he knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're, you're, you're thinking. But confession not only is for, for, for you confessing your sins, but it's for you to release what you're holding on. It's saying, I am not hiding anymore. I'm confessing. James chapter 5, verse 16, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. If you don't have an accountability partner, you are not, you're you're, you're just doing life alone. You need to find somebody that you need to confess to. And I'm not saying in a weird way, like you confess your sins. Like I'm just saying like, you need somebody to be like, hey, what you're doing is not good, but guess what? I still love you. Because confession is healing and the release is shame and guilt in our life. The guilt that Achan had was unbearable, and he had to release it to receive the new. Number three, that close. Holding on disguises freedom in our life. Let, let, me, let me explain this to you, because unfortunately, Achan died from this. Thank God we don't have a culture that when you mess up, they take you in the middle of the town and they stone you to death. Because that's what happened to Aiken. <laughs> they got into the United States of America. We don't do that. Like when you mess up, you're like, hey, that, that stinks. Don't do it again. Well, sometimes. But in this culture, that's what happened to Aiken. His, his disobedience led him to his death. But in reality, we all deserve death for the disobedience that we do each and every day. But by the grace of God and the mercies that Jesus did on that cross for us, we don't have to live in that guilt. We don't have to live in that. When you confess your sins to God, he is just to forgive you of those sins. We don't have to live in the death. We can live in the life even though we sin. He says, even though we sin, he still died for us. The reality is this. When you are dealing with these hidden things, it disguises itself as truth. How do I know? It gives you a false sense of freedom. When you still are holding, you say stuff like, oh, it's just this one time. Oh, I can get over it if I really want to. 
when, when, when I get it all down together, then I will follow Christ. It's a false sense of freedom. Like you're in control. And what we do is what is a lie really becomes our reality because we live it over. I, I, can, I can stop. I can do this. I can do this. It's a false sense of freedom. But when you're truly free, it says when the sun sets free, you are what? Free indeed. That doesn't mean that you don't struggle. But that means that you have a conviction to not want to do it anymore. To not want to hold on to that. To not want, because not only does it is affecting my life, it's breaking his heart. When's the last time that you said, God, break my heart for what breaks yours? God, if it hurts you, it hurts me. In a relationship, especially in marriage, if one is hurting, it hurts the other person as well. So in your relationship with God, if what you're holding on is hurting him and you're still willing to hurt God for holding on what he told you surrender, you got to check your heart because he never changed. He still loves you. See, if I was God, I'd be like, you're crazy. I'm going to the next person. But we serve a merciful God, full of love, full of mercy, full of grace. When we don't deserve it, we couldn't earn it, but he still gives it to us because he loves you. And to experience this newness that he has for us, we have to not live in the fake and live in the reality. Because the reality is this, this false freedom it's really a joke. <laughs> when you thought you were experiencing fun, when you thought you were experiencing pleasure, a fulfilling, or a false sense of security, but it's really a, just a joke. It's just a weight that you hold and not receiving peace in your life. Let me ask you this question. Would you rather have peace in your life or like a bunch of stress just doing it on your own. Because when the weight is lifted, it says that his amazing peace comes into your life. And yeah, there's going to be times. And yeah, it's not roses and butterflies. And this walk with Christ is hard. That's why you need discipleship. That's why you need community. That's why you need to be intentional. Let me, let's in 2022, let's break down this this sense of being lazy in our walk can i speak to you for a minute what 2022 2021 and probably years before that has done to the life of a christian is made us lazy it made us less desirable for discipleship and more desirable for self serving i'm just it's not even part of my notes I want to speak this out because if we don't speak this falsehood out then we can't really change 
If you want a true relationship, if you want a true walk with Jesus Christ, yes, you have to confess your sin, accept him, but you need to constantly grow in Christ. And here at Axios Church, we have opportunities to grow, not only individually, but in community and with people that want to do life with you. Life done alone is life done isolated. You have to be intentional in 2022. It's not just going to fall in your lap. You have to get Get up, get off the couch, turn Netflix off for a little bit, get into your word, pray for your kids, set, put oil on your doorposts. You got to do what you got to do because the enemy is coming full force in your life. The only way that you're going to win in 22 is being intentional with my walk with Christ. I know it's more appealing not to come to church. And yet church is not going to get you to heaven. But relationship with Jesus Christ is, but community gets us a little bit of pep in our step to keep on going. That's why Sundays are important. That's why Wednesdays are going to be important. Small groups are important. If you don't sign up for a small group, you are not setting yourself up for success in 2022. That's why all these things are so important, not because to put a quota for a church. Who cares about the church? It's about you changing your life for Jesus Christ. It's you setting your standards to say, here's my boundaries. I'm going to make 2022 the best year. I'm going to not live in the old. I'm going to live in the new, and I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I'm going to stay in community. I'm going to seek his, vo his voice. I'm going to go to his word because it's not my will. It's not my life. I'm living what he has for my life. Do we have people here that says, yes, God, I want the blessings that you have for me, but I'm willing to put the work as well to change my life on the cross, to pick up my cross, daily and follow you because for Achan the gold the silver the robes the riches it gave him a false sense of security that's why he did it oh when when everybody's gone and the money's done I have a little bit of gold on the side 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 and I'm gonna be living large But this false sense of security led to his death. And yes, nobody's going to kill you for your sin, but, you, but spiritual death is more hurtful. Dying spiritually is, is, is rough. We need to get filled with his spirit again. And by releasing this, we, he, it's, it's his will. It's, it's, let me ask this, is it worth your new to hold on to your old. I know it's shiny, I know it's pretty, I know it's appealing, but is it worth your future victory? Is it worth living in the shame and the guilt? Is it worth your freedom? Today is time to let go and live your year in obedience to what God has for you. It's gonna be the best year of your life. But we gotta be intentional in the things that he gives us and we nurture and grow in him. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go and to take on the newness that he has for your life. Every head down. Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, 
We love you, and we're in this together.